hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Yes, good morning. Also in studio with us, Philip Golfie. They are both sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at any time, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Check them out on Facebook, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play past episodes also online at 900CHML.com. Our special in-studio guest today, maybe our most sought-after guest. We've been hunting down this person for maybe the better part of the year, and he has finally agreed to come in. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> Mayor Fred Eisenberg. We, we didn't really have to turn, you know, twist your arm very much to come in, but I, I know you're a busy guy. Well, that's the thing. It's 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 all about scheduling. Mm. So uh, happy happy to be here and happy to talk about uh, our great city and uh, you know. Real estate's doing well, and uh, yes. that's part of uh, part of our uh, you know point of pride actually in the city. That the city's doing particularly well, so uh, I'm delighted to, to be talking about uh, what we're doing in our city. Maybe we'll start with the biggest uh, story of uh, at least the new year in terms of our city, and that's Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all know has uh, been uh, planning to establish a second North American headquarters uh, in uh, in this continent. Canada, obviously, uh, in the mix in terms of the uh, candidates that uh, put forward their bids, 238 in total. Amazon has now shortlisted that HQ2 process down to 20 cities. Uh, now, Hamilton is not on the list, but Toronto is. Maybe mm-hmm. some, some thoughts on the short list. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not terribly surprised. Uh, you know, one of the, uh, the interesting parts of the short list is that they also p- picked uh, Pittsburgh, which is uh, considered to be a, uh, you know, a sister city of ours with a lot of similarities. So <clears throat> I think that's an indicator that the, the assets that we have and that we put forward are, are of interest to groups like Amazon. Uh, but we, we actually positioned this whole effort to go beyond Amazon. So it's a new, uh, new marketing effort. It's all about making sure that uh, we, we understand what our resources are and what our capacity is. And, and, and again, it's the, uh, an opportunity for us to show the confidence that we have in our city and let people know that there's more out there for us to, uh, for, for, for investors to invest in here in Hamilton, including uh, Pier 8 and uh, the new, uh, you know, upcoming uh, Stelco lands. So the exercise has not at all been wasted. And, uh, and, and we've all said all along that uh, if it lands anywhere in Ontario, uh, that Ontario is going to get benefit. And I, I think the, the Premier has uh, positioned Ontario well by offering up uh, some 50,000 uh, new tech jobs that they're going to do, no, notwithstanding uh, whether or not Amazon comes or not. Uh, that's, a, that's a positive initiative. So uh, there's nothing but good things that have come out of this. Are you optimistic that Hamilton can tag team with Toronto to say, hey, we can, we can house this thing? Well, we, you know, we're, we're in the Toronto sphere anyway. Uh, so uh, you know, our, our view was that if it lands in Toronto or Niagara or in Hamilton, uh, all of us get benefits. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to impact uh, our university. 
facilities. It's going to impact uh, if, if, if Amazon comes to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And there was only one Canadian location, by the way. So Vancouver was in the mix. Calgary was in the mix. Uh, Halifax. I mean, there was all kinds of cities that were in the mix. So I'm, I'm delighted that Ontario is in the mix. Uh, and, and again, uh, you know, if it lands in Toronto, uh, in, in any way, shape, or form, uh, Hamilton and Niagara and uh, Kitchener-Waterloo will all get benefits. Uh, just uh, for those who are curious, the other cities uh, on the list, or at least the, the 20 cities on the list, are Atlanta, Austin, Texas, Boston, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Denver, Indianapolis, Los Angeles, Miami, Montgomery County, Maryland, Nashville, Newark, New York City, Northern Virginia, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Raleigh, uh, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. So a healthy list, huge cities um, you know, on that list. Uh, have they given you an indication of when the decision will be made? No, I haven't heard. So well, you know, the news that you've heard is the same news that we've heard. Yeah. So we haven't had any direct contact with Amazon or anyone else, uh, but uh, I expect that they're moving along pretty expeditiously. So uh, we anticipated an early January shortlist. Uh, so right on track, I expect in the next three or four months, they're going to narrow that down to probably five. And then, uh, and then narrow it down to one. So we'll see how it plays out. You know what? Uh, and no surprise that it's mostly American cities. Uh, you know, there was some debate about whether or not Amazon would actually cross the border. Uh, they've picked Toronto, I think, as a potential opportunity to do that. But uh, it, would, it would surprise no one that, uh, that they might decide to stay totally in the United States. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Maybe let's talk about uh, real estate-related topics. We've had uh, a flood of GTA residents come to our community over the last year or so. Have you noticed any changes in our community? Are we a GTA light? Geez, I'd like that. I'd like not to think so. So our, our uh, you know, our, our, our effort has been to, uh, to to make Hamilton distinctive and unique, which we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think people are attracted to this city because it has great uh, great assets and it has great culture capacity. Now, uh, you know, a growing list of restaurants that people are attracted to. And, you know, price point has been an issue, but it's, it's, it's becoming less of an issue because prices are going up. And so, uh, you know, what used to be uh, twice the house at half the price is uh, quite not the same anymore. Uh, but I think people are attracted to the quality of life in Hamilton and, uh, you know, the great cultural capacity, the, uh, the arts, uh, the, the, the restaurants, the music scene. Uh, for those that are retired, uh, I think that it is an opportunity to, to put a few dollars into their pockets. They sell the bigger house in Toronto and come to Hamilton to, uh, you know, rejuvenate their uh, retirement funds and at the <laughs> same time have a, have a more, uh, you know, interactive quality of life. Uh, you know, Toronto is a, a, a more, uh, you know, active, uh, busy city. I love Toronto. I mean, I think there's lots to do in Toronto, but Hamilton has a, has a d- different pace to it. And right. that certainly is attractive to a lot of people. And I'm sure that they're see- seeing that kind of reaction in the, in the real estate world. I mean, you, uh, you talk to, you know, people that are looking for homes all, every day. And, uh, I, I think there's a lot of Torontonians or outside of Hamilton's that are looking at Hamilton as a, a destination to, uh, enjoy their quality of life. Oh, absolutely. The, uh, now for, in that case, are you finding that, uh, more industries coming this way because they're finding it, uh, um, you know, maybe cheaper to operate here, or it, it just better, uh, better travel uh, ways for people to get to their jobs, and instead of going to Toronto with uh, the expensive land and re- like just relocating industry. Anything else? Like, are, are there are they coming towards the Hamilton area? They are, and so the, this year our billion dollar, uh, you know, we've had a billion dollar development. Uh, 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 number for the last six six years or so. Uh, this year is the first time that about 20% of that has been uh, commercial industrial growth. And that, that's really important for our city in terms of taxes and, and future jobs. And so we, we are seeing an uptake in uh, businesses coming here. 
Uh, I mean, businesses, including restaurants, that, that now understand that, uh, the, you know, Toronto, their price point in terms of rental costs and, uh, and operating costs is significantly higher. Uh, they can have, they can reduce their operating costs significantly in Hamilton and still make the same amount of money because people are going to the restaurants in droves. Uh, so it used to be that you uh, you couldn't get uh, a restaurant, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, now you can't get one Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, that uh, is true. Yeah. Uh, ironically, uh, you know, one of the complaints for one of the downtown developments, uh, uh, complaints came in that suggested that they were opposed to the project because right now they can't get kind of restaurant time. So what's going to happen when you bring even more people into our downtown? So so the commercial industrial capacity for us uh, is very, very important. Uh, we have Stelco, the U.S. Steel former Stelco lands that are now coming available. That gives us an opportunity to put more industry back into uh, former industrial lands, clean industries, uh, you know, a mix of commercial and industrial. And, uh, you know, you can't have a city without jobs. And so, uh, you know, it's a tandem effort for us to not only grow our residential tax base, but grow our commercial tax base even more. You mentioned the building permits topping a billion dollars in 2017. Uh, so six straight years of that, seven out of the last eight years, mm-hmm. and uh, 58 or almost 60% of that is residential or, or, or houses. Right. Um, are we growing too big too fast, or is this, uh, you know, a steady kind of rate? No, I think this is a, a reasonable rate for Hamilton, and uh, and what we're we're you know attempting to do and, and is is to intensify our city and not sprawl out the way we have in the past. Mm-hmm. So you know what we're seeing is higher density growth in our inner city, uh, inner city being you know areas like Waterdown and Stony Creek and Hamilton, downtown Hamilton, uh, all of those areas uh, are are worthy for intensification, and we have a, a nodes nodes development. Uh, uh, process that we're developing in higher ten- density areas in certain certain areas that are capable of handling that kind of density. Mm. So uh, you know, on the mountain, uh, for instance, on Mohawk Road, uh, you know, the El Friday area is a node. Uh, down, downtown, obviously, is a node. Stony Creek, Waterdown. Uh, all of them have the ability to attract uh, higher density development. And, you know, there's also single family help happening as well. But they, they tend to be in higher density kind of modules right. now. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, the days of the, the 50 or 60 foot lot are uh, long gone. And now it's uh, zero, zero net lot or 20, <laughs> 20 feet or 30 <laughs> feet. So the, mm-hmm. the density is actually much more significant. And we're also seeing a lot of conversion of existing properties into uh, rental properties and, uh, you know, more more basement apartments, uh, more uh, uh, opportunities for uh, granny flats and, uh, you know, other other ways where we can create uh, higher density without sprawling out our city mm-hmm. uh, significantly because that's, that's a very costly way to develop your city. The proposed towers at the, the, the Kresge site would be a perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of that kind of development downtown. And I think the, the economics are there. The, uh, the, the demand for uh, that kind of condominium living is now starting to uh, really, you know, take off. Uh, people understand that, uh, you know, being you know, closer to the activities of downtown is uh, is attractive to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so you're close to the arts, you're close to the uh, the entertainment uh, venues, you're close to the Cops Coliseum. Uh, all of those are things that uh, people like to do and like to be closer to. So people have a different kind of mindset in terms of where they want to live today. 
it used to be, you know, give me that, that square plot of land, uh, you know, and build a fence around it. Uh, today, I think the, the next generation is really looking at a more interactive type of lifestyle. And uh, the downtowns and the, the nodes of all the various other downtowns we have are attractive places for people mm-hmm. to, uh, to migrate to. And that's starting to happen. And, and these two guys can speak to that, too. You know, the different, you know, especially with a lot of millennials coming uh, to this city for, for jobs or for education at McMaster Mohawk. Uh, they're looking at these different kind of housing options, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the millennials, they, uh, they want easy living they don't want maintenance um so that's why the townhouses in the city are selling like crazy and now the condos uh that are going up in uh in in hamilton downtown especially you're going to find more people uh from the gta coming this way buying a condo at a reasonable price and then take the go train to toronto and and enjoy uh the great uh, culture that uh, hamilton is giving for Mm -hmm. sure yeah, and you mentioned, Mr. Mayor, the the arts and culture scene that was already here before a lot of these GTA people came here, and then they realized, hey, this is a pretty cool spot. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of organically grown, and uh, and we're now feeding on that. So we have a, a, a new music strategy, and mm-hmm. we're really focusing in on culture as part of our economic development drive. So uh, you know, it's it's essentially part of our economic development strategy to uh, grow cultural capacity and to grow the music scene and grow the arts scene and uh, and, and concern yourself about public art because these are the kinds of things that people look for in terms of uh, the community they live in. They want a, an interesting, dynamic, uh, uh, interactive place to, uh, to live and uh, sterile and I don't want to diss suburbs, but sterile suburbs are not as attractive to millennials as that kind of interactive yeah. lifestyle. And that's something that's changing significantly. And one of our biggest challenges is going to be into the future, and I, I would say 10 to 15 years into the future, is how do we reanimate the suburbs that we've already built, the subdivisions that are there that don't necessarily have a lot of... Uh, Excitement. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of there there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a subdivision with housing, but it doesn't have a lot of other amenities right. uh, surrounding it. That it was a kind of a a planning style of the '60s and '70s that uh, I think are now past us. And rethinking how to, how you repurpose those uh, those subdivisions is going to be a future challenge. Lots more to come here with Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. <laughs> Welcome back. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at any time, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Check out their Facebook page and they're on Twitter and Instagram. You can find them at Rob Golfie. And don't forget, you can send an email to the Golfie team, questions at robgolfie.com. That email address again, questions at robgolfie.com. You can ask them anything under the sun, uh, real estate related. I'm not sure if they're a big... uh 
sports fans or Phil's giving me the stink You can ask me something sports related. Okay. Not me, though. In any event, yes. Questions at Rob Belfi. I didn't get to watch sports that much. Our special in studio guest today is Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, and we're peppering him with a variety of questions, and including this one. I mean, we've seen a lot of new immigrants come to our city over the past 12 months or so. We've had a flood of Syrian immigrants a couple of Christmases ago, I think. How has how has that impacted the thought process when it comes to city building and city planning? What are you guys doing differently? Well, you know, immigration is uh, part of kind of the growth strategy for Canada, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's been a traditional way that we uh, grow our, our uh, opportunity base and our uh, population base. Uh, it, how we embrace immigration is going to be uh, very indicative of how our community is going to develop, nurture, and grow. And so uh, it is a significant part of our strategy to be that welcoming place for people that want to immigrate to this country and uh, make a life for themselves. And this is a, this is a time-tested tradition for my family and m- most other families, quite mm-hmm. frankly. We're all from somewhere else. And uh, how we embrace that and how we make, uh, make a place for people from all parts of the world in, in Hamilton on a safe and non-discriminatory basis and provide them that opportunity to create that, uh, that uh, quality of life that they're looking for for their, their kids and their families, uh, that is going to be the hallmark of how we're going to grow and prosper as a, as a community. So we, uh, we embrace the, uh, the immigration. The Syrians have been uh, fantastic additions to our community. And, and if you look at the kids that, uh, that come here and, you know, within months, they're, uh, they're, they're away from, uh, you know, uh, out of harm and out mm-hmm. of danger and out of, uh, you know, being chased around uh, and, and out of their country and living in uh, refugee camps. And uh, all of a sudden they get the opportunity to have a relaxed and, uh, and decent lifestyle and, and you can just watch, the, the, watch them flourish. Mm-hmm. They can be kids. It is, uh, yeah. it is just a wonderful thing to see. And so, uh, you know, how we embrace that and how we uh, uh, envelop them in, in our, into our community is going to be a hallmark of how we're going to proceed as a, a great Great, great city and a great country. Mm-hmm. Uh, national housing strategy came down uh, a few months ago. How's mm-hmm. how's that going to help Hamilton? Uh, do we have any specific numbers in terms of what we're going to get? We don't have specific numbers just yet, but uh, as you know, for uh, for Hamilton, we we identified our own housing strategy <clears throat> a little while ago. We we set aside fifty million dollars over ten years to uh, do additional affordable housing. And so that's uh, that. If we partner that with what the province and the federal government is proposing to do, uh, that is going to get us a significant uh, 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 headway into uh, providing affordable housing in our community. And that's a significant challenge. And as much as real estate's doing well, <clears throat> we also have this affordability issue that uh, many people are impacted by, and it's growing. And so we we need to make sure that uh, we we are able to provide uh, affordable housing for a, a, you know a broad range of people that uh, are challenged by by the the current housing market prices, and uh, that isn't going to change into the near future. So uh, we we've always argued that there needs to be a national housing strategy. Mm-hmm. We have our own city Hamilton housing strategy. We partner that with the federal uh, approach, and we're going to make some really great headway in terms of providing housing for, for right. people. I, I've hogged a lot of the time. I'll, yeah. I'll shuffle it off to the golfie guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, <laughs> in terms of the affordable housing, we have we just saw Toronto pass Vancouver as one of the most expensive rental markets, and we've seen that, you know, kind of ripple down the QEW here to Hamilton, mm-hmm. and, and there's been a lot of talk about, you know, the, the rental prices increasing along with the home values. So in terms of you know, sustaining that, what, you know, what, what are we doing or what can we be doing to, to ensure that the, the rental prices don't outgrow, right? Because it's, if somebody's, if somebody's safe within their own home ownership, right, some of the rental people renting don't have that security. Right. 
Well, you know, and, and the challenge for cities is that we, we have no control over the market. And, right. uh, you know, there's nothing that we can do to, uh, to impact uh, the, the rental market. Uh, the, the province can, and they've, they've set some limitations in place in terms of renting, rent increases and how they're uh, to, to unfold. Uh, there will need to be some sort of a strategy to maintain, uh, not unlike what Vancouver's had to do in terms of uh, offshore investment and uh, all kinds of, uh, you know, different kinds of limitations about mm-hmm. what people can do to elevate prices. But at the same time, I mean, it's very, very difficult to control the market. What we can control is uh, the, the affordable housing stock that we have and, and ensuring that there is an, an opportunity to help subsidize, uh, you know, what traditionally has been the opportunity for people to come in and, and get housing, you know, through immigration. Uh, that's kind of the typical pattern uh, that uh, people get into the affordable housing market, then they move on to, into our, the regular regular housing market thereafter. So it's a step up. It's not a it's not a handout particularly. It's just a hand up to to get them into kind of the next phase of uh, home ownership and 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 I think uh, home ownership in in this country is going to change. Uh, you know, I see uh, a lot more rental properties being built now. Uh, It's been 30 years since, uh, you know, any significant rental tower has been built in in the city of Hamilton, and now they're being built on a fairly regular basis. And I think that's in reaction to the housing market pricing and uh, people making a choice between rental and and home ownership. And I think that's going to continue. You know, most of the world, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily see home ownership as the uh, the be-all and end-all if you go to Europe. Uh, you know, most people in Europe uh, are rental, uh, you know, in, in rental situations. And I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to dissuade people from home ownership <laughs> no, no. at all, but I think it's the reality. The yeah, reality no, is that that, sure. that is going to be a, a growing part of our market, that uh, people are going to look to uh, a rent, rental as, uh, you know, an alternate opportunity beyond mm-hmm. uh, home ownership. Mm-hmm. Well, these two guys, uh, you we were in Portugal last year for a REMAX conference right. in terms yeah. of what they're doing in, in Europe, right? Yeah, they, uh, you know, in... What I find, it, like let's let's say in uh, the UK, uh, in, in England, um, they've got 99-year mortgages there, like, um, and they're passing it because it's so expensive. Mm. They have to have that long-term amortization, wow. and just so that people can afford the homes. And basically, I mean, there's no way that they're going to be able to pay off the home, but at least it keeps the the, the mortgage uh, uh, payments low. And then, you know, hopefully the third generation will be, be able to pay it off eventually, or fourth generation. Wow. But that that's what's that's what's happening over there. And and you know, it, and it's tough. Some people, you know. I mean, no, no. A lot of people, if they had the opportunity, I'd say the majority of them would love to own. And they sometimes they just had a, a bad break, or they just don't have the mm-hmm. uh, the money. And it, and with this economy, the way it's moved, especially in the last three years, it's even tougher for them to catch up and 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 have home ownership. And I know uh, that uh, the city have done some uh, incentives and helping people, first time buyers, uh, in 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 some cases to to get things rolling to get like, you know, first uh, 100 people, if they uh, buy a house, if they keep it for 20 years and stuff like that, they'll help them with the down payment and all that kind of stuff. They have to qualify certain things, which is fantastic because once those people own a home, now they've got, now they've got some equity. They're, Mm -hmm. they're building equity and, and it's sad to find somebody that's looking and, and they can't afford to save, but uh, but yeah, like it's uh, re- the rental market. It, it is climbing in Hamilton. There's no doubt about it. And I feel I feel bad for people because sometimes uh, uh, you get a guy that owns a property 
And it, with this market, he's saying, well, I can sell it. He's got a renter in there, and now he can sell it and make a lot of money. Now that person has to uproot and find another place. And that person could have been there for five years, raising their kids. Now they have to find another location. It's going to be hard to find the rent that they were paying with the current house that they're living in. And, uh, you know, w- w- like I just had somebody call me last night about that. She, and a lady called me up. She goes, Rob, we have to move. And, and this lady wants to live in a house forever. And like like retired, she goes and uh, but now the the homeowner wants to sell the house, mm. and uh, now she has to move, and, and that's the hard part about renting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What we're also seeing though is uh, is uh, you know uh, purpose built uh, rental suites in new in new housing actually. So in Mississauga, that's there's a lot of that going on. Mississauga Markham area, where the price is so high that they actually uh, build a single family home with a uh, built in uh, rental suite either above the garage or right. in the basement. That allows that uh, that homeowner to uh, to uh, get some additional revenue to be able to afford the home, and uh, we're we're seeing more of that. And that's, that's one strategy, in fact, in in, uh, in in terms of creating intensification. So for uh, for a city who doesn't want to sprawl out, right. you can then actually increase your your population load and your uh, your intensification through that kind of a strategy. So, mm-hmm. I think those those kind of things are going to start happening because the pricing is, uh, you know, forcing people to make alternate arrangements to be able to afford these uh, these properties and. You know the extreme is the 90, 99-year mortgage. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know we're uh, we're not there yet, but uh, but at, at some point there, we're going to have to look at different kind of financing arrangements, especially if interest rates go up. And uh, right now we're in a pretty sweet spot in terms of low interest rates. But uh, you know you and I, Rob, can remember the nine, ten, twelve, thirteen percent, or nineteen, yeah, or nineteen yeah, percent, thirteen percent mortgage yeah. rates that were pretty uh, pretty common. And not you know nine or ten percent was pretty average over the last twenty thirty years. Yeah, that's right. Right yeah. now we're at a pretty interesting anomaly. Uh, so I would say that down the road, if interest rates go up, that even more significant changes have to happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. About halfway through the show, and I can't believe we haven't touched on the most <coughs> controversial acronym in the history of Hamilton, and that would be LRT. <laughs> but uh, let's jump on it because there's an impact in terms of real estate because whether it's commercial or, or residential, uh, I, I, people want to be close to it, right? Right. And, and, I, and there's two sides for this, I know. I think it's great for Hamilton. Um, I don't know. You, you, you feel the same way, obviously, because I, you I, bring it. He I, hates I, it. I no. brought it. <laughs> I, uh, I've been uh, advocating for it. I've, uh, I'm pushing it, and I'll be running on it, I'm sure, in the next election. So. Well, well, it's it's just going to help Hamilton <laughs> yeah. uh, in different ways. And now I, I do see some of the things that the business owners they're they're saying that it's going to hurt them um and i don't know i don't know if that's the case they don't know that yet um but i truly feel overall hamilton is going to benefit for many years to come when when they start the construction on this and and it's just gonna it's just gonna help everybody and and it'll bring even more industry here to hamilton and more people it's just it's like the opportunities are going to be fantastic here so yeah, the, I, so the irony the irony that you know we're, we're doing particularly well we're doing particularly well because we we're making some of these strategic investments that are actually going to improve the city of Hamilton over the long run so it this is not a short-term uh, you know process we're, we're we're improving public transportation largely because Millennials are looking at uh, different types of vehicle ownership mm-hmm. they're looking at type different types of home ownership different types of living arrangements so we need to be out ahead of that curve uh, but you don't have to look far to see where the benefits uh, can accrue to. Uh, Kitchener-Waterloo has not, they've built their LRT. They haven't got it up and running just yet. 
and they've already seen billions of dollars of new investment as a result of what they've uh, they've put on the ground mm-hmm. as of as of today. Uh, this is a common experience in where LRTs are being delivered, uh, you know, right across North America and throughout uh, the world. Quite frankly, it's not archaic technology. It's actually well well tested technology that uh, moves people, but also inspires investment. And uh, that is what uh, this LRT is going to do for Hamilton. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll I'll totally agree with Rob. Uh, you know, his, his assessment that uh, this is a this is a long term play that's going to help our city down the road. It's all about connectivity, right? And, and and when we're talking about the next generation of workers who want to be connected to different regions, not only here in Hamilton, but this is going to offer them an, another opportunity to get connected. Well, and if you look at what the federal government and the provincial government are focused on, it's all about public transportation. So uh, Metrolinx is uh, an agency that's looking to improve connections between communities. Uh, that connection then flows into Hamilton, and uh, how we interconnect with that is going to make a huge difference. People are choosing public pe- transportation for a, a whole variety of reasons. Uh, you know, I can give you an example. Uh, you know, just recently uh, flying or coming back and forth to the airport, uh, I made the mistake, and I, I should have not done this, uh, of, of leaving my car at the airport when I could have, and I should have, and I've been advocating for this, but, uh, we, you know, timing and some circumstances sometimes change. Mm-hmm. Take, take the, uh, the GO bus from Hamilton to the airport, cost you $12.50, as opposed to a couple of hundred bucks to park the car. Uh, what a bad choice I made. And, uh, you know, quite frankly... <laughs> you're just uh, giving back to the community. Is well, that's what uh, you're doing. but the reality <laughs> is that there are myriads of ways that people can move around our communities mm-hmm. more, more cost-effectively and, and even more quickly uh, if they make different choices. And uh, that that's to the benefit of the uh, the whole transportation network, quite sure. frankly. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll remember my mistake uh, many, many times <laughs> over. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll remind myself never to, never to ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there's lots of opportunities, public transportation, go bus, uh, the connection, the go train connection uh, that uh, we're anticipating is going to happen over the next uh, two or three years, uh, you know, all day service to Hamilton is, uh, is, is, is moving along quite nicely. All of that is going to make a huge difference. And then the the, the, the go tr- the go train connection in through Niagara is gonna looks like it's gonna heat up a bit and yeah. and get on down that way as well. Yeah, I and mean the, the next station is being built at Cent- Centennial Parkway, and then there's another one at Fifty Road uh, down the road, and then you know all the way to Niagara. So those are going to be huge uh, transportation investments. Going to improve everything. And getting back to the LRT, you know, from our experience alone, we've seen you know especially GTA buyers coming in and say, hey, listen, I want to be near that new proposed LRT. Um, a lot of people looking to, to move along that corridor and just saying this is going to benefit me in terms of my every single day, you know, my lifestyle. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be for my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be perfect for my lifestyle. So from our standpoint, we've already seen people look at this proposed LRT online and say, I need to get in that corridor right now because this is this is going to greatly benefit me. And now these are people coming from Toronto who, who you know, have the the transportation issues and they see there's an opportunity in Hamilton and they're moving towards Hamilton mm-hmm. knowing that it's going to help their everyday life whether they don't have a car or 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 you know whatever their you know situation is but they see this as an opportunity and and every single day we're fielding calls on on people wanting to move along along that corridor so it's a good sign which is exactly what, what we want to have happen right and 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 you know investors People that are looking to uh, create, uh, you know, repurposed, uh, you know, renewed commercial and, and residential properties are also looking at that corridor because they see that uh, the the fixed LRT line uh, inspires them to uh, to know that that's going to be there for a long time, and therefore that's a good investment for me because it's going to be locked in, and I can uh, appeal to those people that uh, want to be close to this corridor. 
Definitely. And they need to call the golfy team. <laughs> there you go. That's an endorsement. Somebody uh, tape, tape that, tape that and yep. uh, we'll run that on the radio. We have that on tape. <laughs> uh, lots more to come here with uh, our special guest uh, today, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. On Twitter and Instagram, at Rob Golfie, and you can find them on Facebook as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Google Play and iTunes. You can find past episodes as well at robgolfie.com and at 900chml.com. Our special in-studio guest today, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger, and uh, back to uh, Phil Golfie with a series of questions. Yes, I just wanted to ask some one question in regards to the skyline of Hamilton, mm-hmm. how how we can expect it to change. I know, you know, the one I'm most familiar with is the Television City Building. I know they asked for about 40 stories. Can we expect it to change, and how you know how much can we expect it to change? Well, I think it's sky? already changing. So yeah. if you look at the towers that are being proposed, the, the the one that's actually being built right now, right next to the Lister Block, I think it's going to be a 25-story building. Oh, wow. uh, the uh, the uh, the one that's uh, being proposed at the Kresge site, I think, is at least 20 or 21 stories. So th- th- it is changing. Right. Um, uh, as I mentioned a minute ago, there was different kind of policies from former municipalities that had height restrictions in different areas uh, like Stony Creek and Ancaster and Dundas. Uh, those, those areas are, you know, seen to be uh, a little bit different than the kind of the, the formal downtown of Hamilton. So, you know, we're, we're going to be playing with these numbers, but I think the attitude around towers is starting to relax. And so uh, people aren't as opposed. They understand the need for intensification and higher density, that it actually helps uh, grow your city in a more efficient and cost-effective way. And so uh, that attitude, I think, is starting to take hold. Does that mean that we're going to see 100-story uh, buildings? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, as many you know, major cities around the world have, probably not in the near future. Probably not the economics is going to work. But at some point, uh, you know, the economics might work and uh, we'll, we'll be facing that kind of a scenario that we'll have to make a decision on. I don't think that's in the next 10 or 15 years, but somewhere down the road, uh, that may come, become a reality. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And the next thing is the, the Hamilton Bulldogs right yes. now ranked as one of the, the top CHL teams in Canada. Um, you know, and they, they missed out on their Memorial Cup bid because of uh, it came down to, to the arena. And I think it was, you know, they were, they weren't, it was insufficient to, to host a, the Mem Cup. Was this a missed opportunity? And do we see a new, a new arena coming down to the downtown court or a new arena coming, you know, somewhere? Well, we'll see. Uh, so uh, we're, 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 we're investing or putting, uh, putting money into getting uh, the current arena at least uh, functional. So, uh, you know, it is 25, 30 years old, and uh, some of the escalators haven't been functioning the way they should. So we, uh, we put some money in the budget this year to actually get them up to snuff. And, uh, yeah, possibly we missed an opportunity to get the Memorial Cup, and that's, uh, that's unfortunate. But, you know what, uh, aging, aging facilities is part of our kind of older city dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's not the only facility that's aging, and uh, having the resources to keep them up, uh, up to snuff is, uh, is, is a challenge. And so we're going to do that with this arena, but we're also uh, having a broad look at, uh, you know, is, is the uh, current uh, First Ontario Centre, or it'll always be Cops Coliseum. <laughs> 
is it is it <clears throat> you know the, the the facility that we need into the future and if it is, then uh, what are we going to do with it, and how do we repurpose that? And if it isn't, then uh, what what replaces it? And uh, that's a, that's a, a serious look that we're having right now with with partners, and we're looking at the, the private sector to uh, come to the table and maybe make some proposals about what they would do uh, to create another facility, or you know, smaller or bigger, or how do you repurpose the existing one? So all of that's in play right now. Uh, it'll probably take a couple of years to get through, uh, but the, the whole effort and the whole idea is to uh, to not just sit on our laurels and let the let the facility kind of fall apart. Let's figure out uh, what the future of this is, including the convention center. In fact, uh, so convention center, Hamilton Place, uh, and the Cops Coliseum or First Ontario Center. All of them have been uh, kind of the same vintage. All of them need to be looked at in, uh, in a new light and uh, see what the, the future holds for the, those kind of activities. We want all those activities to happen. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, the, uh, the size and the age of those facilities really requires us to look at repurposing. Well, one of the balls in the air, or I guess puck in this case, would be Bulldogs owner Michael Landlauer willing to put up some money for, for a new venue. Do you see that as an opportunity or are there stumbling blocks in that avenue as well? Well, no, it's, uh, it's an opportunity. We're going to continue to uh, work with uh, Michael Landelar. He's been uh, well aware of the effort that's been put into uh, trying to look at uh, different facilities and how they might uh, might be repurposed. So uh, he'll be part of that conversation mm-hmm. for sure. And we really appreciate his uh, his investment in Hamilton. I mean, he's uh, he's owned a team here for quite a long time. He, he moved an OHL team but came back with a CHL team and uh, made a commitment to uh, keeping it here in Hamilton. So we uh, fully appreciate his investment, and uh, we're going to work with him and any, any other partners out there to ensure that, uh, that the, the development play, which is a much bigger than just one facility, uh, can be put, packaged together and uh, you know, that we can make some sense out of uh, how, how that investment might work for the city. Hmm. So you could see a First Ontario Centre, Hamilton Place Convention Centre uh, idea, but maybe on a smaller scale? Or maybe on a bigger scale. You know, you know, Ottawa, the, you know, went through a uh, Lansdowne Field mm-hmm. uh, kind of repurposing, rebuilt the the stadium, and then and then uh, built a residential commercial enclave around it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the kind of idea that we're uh, we're considering and uh, lo- looking to package together. And uh, if we can do that, and and you know, it could very well be a a, a higher end uh, arena that uh, that would allow for. Dare I say it? Uh, don't you say know, it. An, an NHL team, <laughs> and uh, you know that that I, I that don't. That sound think, you heard was the can of worms just opening. <laughs> yeah, that 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 vision has not gone, yeah. and uh, I think there are still some opportunities there. It requires a deep-pocketed investment to, investor to do that, and if you don't have a facility to accommodate it, then it's not it's not an option. So all of that is factored into this thinking process, and I'm I'm not suggesting that that that's where it's going to land. Right. But uh, once we narrow it down and uh, can kind of get an understanding of who the partners might be, uh, RFP it uh, if we have to, then uh, we'll, we'll, ha- we'll understand uh, what kind of uh, development play this might be. Going to take our last break here. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
Last go round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. 905-575-7700 is their phone number. Again, 905-575-7700. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at Rob Golfie and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. Our special in-studio guest today is Hamilton Mayor Fred I. Eisenberger. Potholes are always a topic of conversation. We had we had to get to the potholes. We had yeah. to, but it seems like this year it, it's it's front and center. It's worse this year than it's been in in many years. Don't it's, we say uh, that every year? Freeze. <laughs> What's that? Don't we say that every year? No, this actually, the worst this, it's ever this been. actually is worse this year than than it has been in the past. And we you know we had a significant freeze, and then we had a thaw, and then we had rain, yeah. and then you know the, the when the water gets into the cracks, then uh, and then it freezes again. Things expand and uh, boom, you have uh, you have road issues, and you you can notice that the roads get get bumpy. Uh, you know when the when the deep freeze hits, mm-hmm. and that's because the water under the road is starting to expand, and uh, you know it it makes the roads like a roller coaster. So. People need to call us and let us know where these uh, where these potholes are. We've got uh, teams out there, uh, you know, working uh, you know day and night to uh, to fill the potholes and uh, get get at them as quickly as we can. We've got a lot of roads, and so uh, you know what we can't manage the winter. We also have to manage the uh, the snowfall and uh, and and the slippery road conditions. So you add all of that up, it's going to be a challenge. But uh, on Twitter at City of Hamilton, uh, send us a picture of the pothole. Tell us where it is, and uh, we'll get on it. Or call uh, you know five four six City, and uh, you know let us know where it is, and uh, we'll get on it as quickly as we can. You can get a hold of the mayor's office, uh, <laughs> uh, mayor at Hamilton.ca, uh, and you know send us the information. I mean we can't we, we don't have eyes everywhere. We do have teams driving around looking for potholes. Uh, we know that people are hitting them. Uh, you need to be a little bit more careful in these kind of road weather conditions because they're going to happen, and uh, we're going to fill them as fast as we can. But uh, you know, don't uh, don't challenge your suspension by driving through them as fast <laughs> as you can because that's not not a wise thing to do. And we never know when they're going to pop up. Yeah, yeah. And then or uh, pop down. Getting into getting into yeah. the next thing is is you're pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. Um, was this something that you you wanted to be, or or did, is it just a new politician in terms of 2018? You know the the whole the whole the whole Twitter the Twitter verse. Well, you know what? I was on Twitter before I got reelected. Quite frankly, uh, it, it is a um, I find it a p- particularly dynamic source of information. Right. So you can get quick news. Yeah. Which is important for me because I I like to know what's uh, what's kind of going on, uh, especially in Hamilton, and what people are thinking on a regular basis. Right. So uh, it is really a quick way to kind of get some interactive uh, dialogue going with uh, with people out there. So for me, it's a uh, it's a it's a habit. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, I would say I, I try not to make it uh, you know all consuming. Yeah. But it, it's it's a it's a good way of uh, of connecting with people yeah. without af- actually having to hunt them down. When or, Twitter or when them. Twitter's used in the correct way, it, it is a great platform. Whether mm-hmm. you're, you know whether you're watching a sports game, whether you're following you know a political debate or what, it is it is unbelievable how that's changed you know in terms of consuming television shows or or whatever. It's it's an awesome awesome platform. Well, and we we've you know we connected people on Twitter. So, you know, somebody would send me something about something they're doing and I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a group over here that's doing something similar. Why don't you talk to them? And we've actually been able to connect people and, and create that kind of collaboration and interaction that uh, that moves things along more quickly. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's a great platform. Facebook is uh, another great platform. Instagram, I mean, all of them have uh, great so social value. That's why they're called social networks because you, you get to interact with people. And yeah. I think that's a wonderful thing. That's what 
certainly what my world is all about, and I, uh, I love it. So question is, do they have the mayor's house in Hamilton? Do we, do we, uh, maybe we can find one. Do you have a 24 uh, well, Sussex Drive? <laughs> yeah, really. There was, a, there was a building at the top of the escarpment uh, called the, oh, geez, the name, name escapes me, but it's an old grand estate, and someone suggested that it ought to be the mayor's house. Are you thinking house. of Ockmar Mansion? No, 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 no not Ockmar. <laughs> That's a but different not, debate. But not far from, not far not from far, Ockmar. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the... Oh geez, the name escapes me right now, but it's it's on that little loop just past uh, Garth. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, that little little by Fennel. Fennel and uh, Fennel, Fennel and Garth. Yeah. Is this the former psychiatric yeah. hospital you're talking no, about? No, 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 no. <laughs> Are you saying I ought to be committed no, that's, there, that's, Rick? That's, that's in that area, right? Isn't it? <laughs> anyway, someone suggested it would be a great yeah. great house for the mayor. I think no, thank you. Uh, I, I don't but, I don't want to be in that category. And yeah, uh, yeah. no, I, my house is my house. I'll, I'll uh, I live in the same house we've been in for 25 years, and we're quite comfortable there. I don't need an estate. Thank no, you very much. Another, another question is, so your neighbors, are, are they all of a sudden now, do they all say the, the mayor lives near me? The mayor lives The mayor lives on my street? Are you like a, you're obviously a celebrity. you got the Secret Service here with you. Huge security team. Huge security team here. she's packing. Yeah. 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 Now, can I tell people that I had breakfast with the mayor uh, the, uh, this morning? Yes. Can I say that? So, sure. And Broadcast then, it broadly, yeah. And then another question is, does... Uh, your wife, does she call you Mr. Mayor? No, God, no. No, you know, you know yeah, she calls me a lot of things, but that's not one of them. That's not one of them. Uh, they're, they're quite used to, uh, you know, my, my involvement in politics has not been recent, so it's been 20 years or so. My neighbors, uh, you know, it's just Fred. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and at home, it's, oh, uh, here goes Fred again. He gets again. the driveway I, shoveled more common now, more often yeah. than not. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, my neighbor kind of uh, gives me a break and kind of, that takes the snowblower into my driveway, and I, I, I thank him for it. But more often than not, I'm helping other people clear out their driveways. So nice. maybe he's thinking he's going to get his taxes reduced. We live on a court, so un- un- unfortunately, courts are the last. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. the hardest for the to, to get be done. through. To well, they're the hardest, and they're the, the last priority, unfortunately, yeah. because you want to you want the through fares to be done first. So I always get complaints from my neighbors that it's not not done quickly yeah. enough. <laughs> because you're the mayor. Because I'm that's the mayor. Right. They think they think well, he, you're the mayor, therefore they ought to be here first, and then they go do everything else. And no, that's not the way it works. All the major major roads get done, and then the secondary roads, and then we get to the court. Yeah. So. Be patient, it'll get done. we got to uh, wrap up. Uh, Mr. Mayor, thanks for coming in. Uh, Golfy team, thanks once again. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHM.